What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. If I had to compare her to an animal in bed, I'd say a horny dog. It's the one (laughs) and only Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? (laughs) I'm good. Get off my leg. Stop humping my leg. I can't believe you see me as a dog. I mean, I love dogs, but I'm just kidding. What about a seal? I'm just. I know. I was gonna go seal, and then I thought, what does that mean? It's sort <laughs> did of. An I just, in, I, did I just lay there? Sort of an insult. <laughs> yeah, no, horny dog. That's a hardworking animal. Uh-huh. I think that's. I think. I think. Um, T M I. T M I. Okay. T M I. Let's move on then. <laughs> All right. What's going on, guys? How are you? We are doing fantastic. We are here oh, yeah. for another episode of Before the 90 Days. This thing is wrapping up, I think. I think it is too. But before we get into anything, guys, join me to say happy birthday oh. to our very own Jonathan, the co-host of this awesome <laughs> podcast. Woo! Thank you. I'm wow. trying to clap. Hold well, on. Now you sound like a horny dog. <laughs> now you... Now you sound like a horny seal. I have <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday. Thank you. Forever young. Thank you, Teresa. And then the happy let's, belated. Let's cheer. Let's happy cheer belated to you. To you. Ooh, almost guys, broke a glass. Guys, if you are listening in the evening, just take a shot and think of John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, how we're getting towards the end of the season. I know. We did the math. Sort of. If there's two tell-alls, if it's a two-part tell-all, I think that leaves two episodes left. I think so. So it's either two episodes and a two-part tell-all, or I'm going to guess three episodes and a one-part tell-all, but they never give us a week off. Oh, so. no. I was going to say one episode and three-part tell-all. No. That's not going to happen. That's unheard they of. They did it once. That's unheard they of. They did I know. it once. I think for before, not before, the other way. Yeah. I oh, think they did. That's, that's unheard <laughs> of. But we'll see. Either way, we're getting to the end. And more is to come as always, which I will talk about in a second. But before we get there, a little bit of housekeeping here, guys. If you want to follow us on social media, I think you should. And you can follow us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. A lot of you guys are doing it. You're coming over there. It's a good time. We love chatting with you. We love having you like the memes, share the memes. It's where we keep you updated. So if you're not following Married to Reality Pod on Instagram, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're missing out. You are missing out. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> so much judgment in that question. How, are, how can you live? How do you get out of bed in, mor- in the morning if you're not following Married exactly. Reality Pod on Instagram? Exactly. So make sure you're following us there. Follow us on Facebook too. We do some things over there. Although I think we've kind of slacked. I kind of forgot we had a Facebook for a Yeah, second. we've slacked. Um, <sighs> let's be honest. The past couple of weeks were absolutely crazy with mm-hmm. a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but... I'm going to say we will get better. Yeah. We're always (laughs) trying to improve. So follow us on social media. Also, make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. So easy to do. Look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash your like is as hot as John's birthday. (laughs) I had a feeling that was coming. Woo. Thank you. I, guys, I know you already know this because my birthday was last week and I told you I love my birthday. But what I love even more than my birthday I love celebrating other people's birthday, and especially when it's my significant other. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, not, nothing's better. Thank you. So, John yeah. is not that excited. I don't get that but excited. I am birthdays. excited for him. 
I don't get that excited over birthdays. Oh, so you're welcome that I'm so excited for you. Once I matured out of laser tag parties and the like, I'm kind of like, meh. It's another year. I, once I turned 21, then it was really like, what What else is there to look forward to? Renting a car? Do I care about that? No. Getting drunk? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But since I turned 21, I've been able to get drunk legally. But and, getting drunk, I'm feeling uh, good about it. You're, okay, you're saying like having a reason. Yeah. Okay. Like a big reason. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, thank you. We always try to make our birthday special. And we do. Yeah. And we do. We should so, do it. Thank you. Okay. Last but not least, certainly not least, actually the thing I look forward to talking about most is the reviews. And if you haven't left one, please do. Okay. I will tout my birthday here. That's a great birthday present. It's really the only thing I can ask from you guys. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't left a review, please do. We got a review I'd love to read. Oh, let's hear it. Let me just say our listeners are the best. Our friends are the best because they're so sweet in what they say. They're so kind, so thoughtful. And this review is just an example of that. I wouldn't say it better. Okay. This comes to us from our friend Cut the Rope 12994. Oh, hello, Cut the Rope. Five stars. Love it. Titled New Favorite 90 Day Podcast. Love it even more. Okay. John and Teresa are so easy to fall in love with. They quickly became my favorite 90 day podcast. I love that they know what these reality TV shows are, in all caps, trash. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They don't take them too seriously and enjoy them for what they are. The other 90-day podcasts are jumping on the offended bandwagon, but not these guys. They know these people are train wrecks and love every minute of it. Guilty. It's clear (laughs) they have so much chemistry, and I've even started listening to the Maths, Darcy and Stacey, and Below Deck episodes. And keep up with those shows through this podcast. Y'all are the best. Happy birthday to both of you. Oh, my gosh. What a review. Thank you. Cut the rope. Cut the rope. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a great review for so many reasons. First of all. Checked all the boxes of what I would want to review. 100%. But first of all, thank you for all the support. And, yeah, we're trying to have fun. Listen, we don't do this just to do this, this podcast. We started it because we want to have fun, right? Yeah. And we're growing it, and we love that you guys enjoy it as well because that really keeps us going, right? Absolutely. Secondly, I love to hear that you started watching other shows so you can listen to us. Well, I don't know if I don't know if we're gonna go as far as watching other shows, but definitely listening to yeah, us. Yeah, well, that's all we care about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and third of all, thank you. We love our birthdays, well, and I'm you, speaking for myself and John. <laughs> yeah. That's an amazing review, so thank what you so much. review. That's going to be t- tough to top. That's going to mm-hmm. be a hard review to top. I think you guys are up for it, though. I think you guys <laughs> might, might want to try to top it, but I, that, that one takes the cake. That one takes the birthday cake. Wow. So thank you, Cut the Rope fan. I mean, just the sweetest, just the sweetest, most thoughtful thank review. Thank you. So thank you. All right. Now, before we get into the show, what about a little 90 day, by the way? Let's do it. Okay, number one, mark your calendars again. The OG 90 day is back. Woohoo! April 17th, coming back with six new couples, which we love. We love brand new couples. Six brand new couples. You don't know their names, you don't know their faces. Fresh meat, one returning couple. Can I guess? You know it. I do know it. Oriana and baby. Yeah. 
Yep, butt bongo fiasco, Ari and Baby. Which I'm down to watch because I'm assuming they'll be in the U.S. I think so. Yeah, I'm down for a returning couple if it's a new scene. Yeah, like I'm over the Ethiopia and the sister drama. Like, oh, I no. think there's more sister drama. But, oh, really? Yeah. I but, mean, if it's a good drama, I'll take it. But I want to see Baby in America. Yeah, I want to see a new setting. Yeah, so exactly. I hope we get that. I think we'll get that. Let's talk a little about these new couples, okay? All right. Tell me because I don't know a lot. Let's start with Kobe and Emily. So Kobe, 34 years old from Cameroon, Africa. Emily from Kansas. Okay, here's the story. She left her small town in Kansas. She moved to China to teach English. While she was out there clubbing one night, <laughs> she met Kobe. Within two weeks, they were engaged. Wow. Pregnant soon after. What? Okay, so Emily returned to Kansas. They both thought Kobe would get his visa, but the pandemic delayed it by almost two years. Wow. So she gave birth to their son, has been raising their son, supporting the son on her own. Kobe's not even met the son right? Wow. Now they're ready to reunite and become a family. Wow. This is what I'm talking about. This is no BS couple. This is a real life couple with, mm-hmm. with a child yeah. and a story. And so I'm here for it. Oh, I'm here for it too. Hopefully it's not too much of a shit show for the kids sake. Yeah. We always worry about the kids. Yeah. I think that's, that's good. That's smart on our part. Obviously we're here for the drama. Like show us the drama. <laughs> yeah. I hope they'll show us some drama, but hopefully it's not going to affect their child. Exactly. Then we have Kara, 29, from Virginia, and Mm -hmm. Guillermo, 23, from Venezuela. All right. South America. Guillermo, he was a Venezuelan living in the Dominican Republic, and Kara... Vacation. Work trip. Ooh. Work trip, a little business trip. Okay, business and pleasure. And... They met. They kept in touch. She returned home after her work trip, not thinking anything serious about what just happened, what just transpired. But then her job asked her to relocate to the DR. Mm. So once she moved down there full time, things escalated. Kara moved in with Guillermo. Wow. An engagement quickly followed. But then blame it on that pandemic again. She had to move back home. The two separated. They've been separated for nine months. But his visa's approved. He's moving to Virginia. Wait a minute. So this is a second couple that seems pretty real once again. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, we we texted for three weeks on Instagram or something. And now we're trying to be, yeah, this is legit. I'm here for legit couples. Listen, I'm here for everything. That's very true. (laughs) But yeah, legit for sure. Yeah. Okay. Then we have Shaida. And I'm probably messing this name up because I haven't heard it pronounced yet, but Shaida from Trinidad and Tobago and Bilal from Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. They Where met is Shaida from Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. Okay. They met online. After only a few months, they met in person, hit it off. Bilal proposed after just one week together. All these people are on the speed. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And other drugs. <laughs> Um, but their lives are very different. That's going to be the struggle. Bilal, divorced father of two. Shaida still lives at home with her parents. But she's what are the ages? Remind me. 37, Shaida from Trinidad and Tobago. 42, Bilal. Okay. So they're similar ages. Uh, yeah, okay. that's not bad. I was expecting like 
20 and 45. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. But right. it's going to be interesting. Let's see if yeah. this dynamic can, can work out. Okay. Then we have Miona from Serbia and Gibri. Again, these names are tongue twisters for me. From South Dakota. All right. Okay. Gibri, I guess, is a musician. He was performing in Serbia when he noticed Miona in the crowd. Okay. They've been together ever since. He proposed during one of their trips together. They were traveling. He proposed. And now she's moving from Serbia to the United States and envisions, as all you foreigners do, this lavish Los Angeles life. What? Why did you point at me? Because you you watched Sex in the City once and you thought everyone in America lived that life. Well, that's not true. I mean, it's partially true. Not necessarily about Sex in the City. But I got the reality check very early on when I came to the States when I was 16 visiting my family. Yeah. Although, first of all, I, I saw those big houses and then I realized that not everything mm-hmm. is big not in America, know. right? No, that's Texas. So but. I got the reality check before I even planned on moving here. Okay. So I okay. knew what's happening, but yeah. Okay, well, well, Miona envisions this lavish LA lifestyle because that's where Gibri was. Until recently when he moved back to his family's home in South Dakota. So that's where she's going to. South Dakota. That's where she's going to be. Yeah, Rapid City, South Dakota. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> we got two more. We got Muhammad, 25, from Egypt, and Yvette from New Mexico. Here we got the age gap. We got a 23-year age gap here. Muhammad from Egypt, 25, Yvette, 48, from New Mexico. Okay? All right. Another Mohammed, another older oh boy. lady. No oh boy. Mohammed's a vet's a looker. A vet's, a vet's no Danielle. And I don't mean any shade okay. there. But he slid into Yvette's DMs after noticing their shared love of fitness. Okay. The flirtation became an engagement when Yvette traveled to Egypt, met Mohammed in person. Here's the thing. Yvette has a 12-year-old son with special needs mm. at home. Meaning Muhammad's going to be a little closer in age to his future stepson than his wife if they do get married. All right. So we're going to have the culture norms. That's going to be an issue. We're going to have the son who's going to pose some challenges, the age gap. It's going to be interesting, Teresa. For sure. And last but not least, Patrick, 31 from Austin, Texas. Shout out to Austin. And (laughs) Thais, 25 from Brazil. Patrick traveled to Brazil to reconnect with his father's side of the family. He decided to look for a Portuguese teacher on some dating apps because that's where you go to find a language I teacher, mean, it's smart. Right? If you're looking for something else yeah. than just language. Okay. That's free. So he, he swiped right <laughs> and he found Thais. They kind of dated a little bit, courted each other over several trips to Brazil And he eventually proposed. So now, despite never being to the United States, she's coming to start a new life with Patrick. But apparently she had a pretty good life in Brazil. Not sure if it's going to be the same when she moves to Texas. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Well, I'm excited. I'm so excited. This sounds good. I'm so excited. It all goes down Sunday, April 17th at 8 p.m. I'm excited. I'm very excited. April 17, guys. Mark your calendars. <laughs> All right. By the way, number two. Little, uh, I'm going to call this good news, the segment, sort of. Okay. 
we know many 90 dayers are stepping up. They're showing their support for Ukraine in different ways. Yes. Right. Whether it's donating the profits of their cameos to Ukraine or setting up fundraisers, they're doing what they can. They're pitching in. They're definitely shining a light on the issue. Well, one 90 dayer is taking it to the next level. All right. Tell me more. David of Lana and David mm-hmm. has applied to be a foreign fighter in Ukraine. He did? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait. All right. I don't want to sound mean, but isn't he a little older for that? Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, if you're not familiar with the idea of foreign fighters, it's be it's becoming more and more popular. It's been gaining in popularity over the years. It's basically individuals from around the world. They go and they fight in specific regions that aren't their homes. Okay, they volunteer to go fight different battles, different wars. And David has signed up. He's filled out the application to go fight in Ukraine. Okay. These people don't have to be combat trained. They don't have to be military or ex-military. Many of them are civilians. And David is one of these civilians who's applied to go fight on the ground in Ukraine. I mean, this guy will do anything to get Lana back. (laughs) I was going to say, or find a new girl. Exactly. While I love the bravery and the selflessness Mm -hmm. of this act, listen, we'll donate. We'll help any way we can. The Czech Republic's doing things. Your mom is doing things as a principal of a school to try to get Ukrainian children into her school. We're all about helping. Yeah, I was just talking to my dad today. He said... My parents live in a tiny town next to a bigger town, but we have approximately three hotels in our tiny town. They're all filled with Ukrainian refugees. Mm -hmm. Everyone's helping, people donating clothes and money. And so we're trying. The Czechs are trying. And we're all for helping out any way you can, the best way you can. I'm worried about David because I don't know that that's the best way he can help. Maybe instead of spending 100000 on Ukrainian women, he could just send $100,000 over to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be better. And here's why I'm worried about him. He was on Instagram Live telling people about mm-hmm. his application and asking his followers for recommendations on things like body armor and night vision goggles. Oh, my God. Right? I feel bad. But listen, as you said, all for a bravery I think that's amazing. It's so I think selfless. It's a, it's a yeah, big it's, sacrifice, right? Yeah. But, and I don't know if it's going to sound bad, but I'm going to say it. If someone, let's say, is a little older, maybe is not as quick, not as fast, not... Doesn't it speak might the be, language. Doesn't speak the language. It might be worse. Right. Then he might even, like, be in a way. Yeah. Does, does it make sense? But I just yeah, said, he might be going over there and becoming a target for target practice. Yeah. He could be much more helpful... Sending money, sending yeah. goods. Or maybe apply and try to maybe volunteer at the hospital or go to Slovakia, right. go to Poland, volunteer in these centers. The Czech Republic has so many centers where we help refugees. So does Slovakia, so does Poland, so other countries as well. I feel like that would be something he would be more helpful considering his age and the lack of knowledge of the Ukrainian language, right? Again, kudos to him for trying, but I almost feel like Try a different way. Well, here's my hope for him. He used to work in tech with computers. Maybe he can use his tech experience. Maybe they'll have him come over and help with computers and that facet of the war. Yeah. 
I'm hoping that he will be able to help somehow. I'm, yes. And I'm hoping that he knows what he signed up for. Yeah, I am just worried they're going to throw him on the front line with a new pair of night vision goggles that he just ordered off Amazon, and he's not going to know what to do. I would say that's most likely what's going to happen. Yeah. Because so. they need, even the Ukrainian president, he says we need people, we need yeah. we need weapons, we need someone and something to fight with, right? Sure. And I think as of now, the last number I saw, they've had like 16,000 volunteers, foreign fighters, apply. I don't know if there's 16,000 heading over, but 16,000 have volunteered so far. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. Yeah. It's just, that's you know, great. And, and again, kudos to, to David. That's incredibly brave and courageous and well, selfless. One more thing. I thought he like lives with, what's her name? Amira. Amira. I don't know. I, don't know. I thought they're gonna do this road trip. I know, I don't, I don't know, but best wishes to David <laughs> for sure. Okay, all right, that is ninety day. By the way, shall we get into this episode? Let's do it. Should we start with Memphis and Hamza? Yes. What uh. was that? What was that breakfast <laughs> they were eating? What was that spread? I don't think it was a breakfast. I think it was donuts, like, like a snack. Uh, what? Did you see the table? Yeah. It was, no, it, it was, looked like a. It was a tea time, and you had some sweets with it. Okay, maybe it was. My grandma does it all the time, and you know the sentence in Czech how you say, "I'm sorry, grandma, I don't <laughs> like sweets." Yeah, I don't we know do it in that. Tunisian, but yeah, in Czech, I'm like, "Namamrad slatka, neyekuibavichka, namamrad slatka." Please hold yes. the sweets. Yeah, there was donuts and brownies and grapefruit juice. I think Lucky Charms made an appearance. There was every sugary treat you could ever imagine on that table. I mean, good for them. Maybe they have a sweet tooth. <laughs> Maybe Hamza is going to have to run around his roof like 140 times to burn it off. <laughs> Probably. But it was quite the spread. And I mean, Memphis is not shedding for the wedding. With that type of spread. The wedding is two days away and we got the donuts and the brownies. Not everyone is obsessed with that. Like YOLO. She's YOLOing. She's YOLOing. She's going to go dress shopping. She's going to go with Hyatt, with Mother Hyatt. But first, Hyatt wants to talk to them. And it sounds serious because she's requesting the help of a translator. Mm -hmm. I mean, she wants to talk just to... Memphis, so of course there needs to be a translator. Yeah. And Mother Hayat says in her language, Memphis, I have a lot to say to you later. <laughs> <laughs> so cut to them walking around town making awkward small talk. Very aw I mean, it didn't turn into poopy talk, so that's a positive. But this was some awkward small talk. For sure. I don't, do you think Hayat speaks any English? I haven't seen anything that would no, make me, me believe neither. that. I think I, the daughter does. I remember I left you once in my parents' house. I had to go to a doctor or something. And it was after one of our crazy nights. So you weren't feeling good. And my mom went up to our room. Mm. And she was talking to you in English. And you were replying in Czech. Do you remember trying, that? Yeah, we were both trying to shine. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You guys were both trying the other person's language, but I don't think Hyatt knows any English. No, I thought you were going to bring up the time when you left me with your grandma <laughs> because you had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you had to do poopy time, I think, because mm -hmm. you were gone for quite a while. 
and it was just me and your babishka sitting there. And after 35 seconds for pinching my cheeks, I was like, so, and she picked up my phone and she was like doing the motion with her hand. Like, oh, it's heavy. I'm like, yeah, iPhones, pretty heavy. It was the worst small talk ever. No, she loved it. She said she, she was talking to it that whole time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, listen, my, my babichka is a little old school. She believes that you understand her. That's true. And the best is that she thinks text messages take as long to get from the Czech Republic to America <laughs> as letters do. So she sent a text message to his John happy birthday a week ago. Yeah, she's like, it should get there. It should get there around his birthday. I told her, I'm like, grandma, you can send it on the same. She did it to me too. Like you can send it on the day. And she's like, <laughs> just to be sure. <laughs> She's like, with these heavy cell phones, are you sure it'll get there in time? So a week ago, she's like, John, very happy birthday. I can't wait to see you. Love, Grandma. I hope this gets there in time. (laughs) Oh, no, we love her. We love her. We love you, Babichka. Okay, so they meet up with the happiest translator in 90-day history, Hamadi. This guy loves smiling. Smiling's his favorite. He cannot stop smiling. And not just smiling. We'll get there, but... I think Hamadi might have uh, some acting background because he oh. was really transcribing the emotions. Oh. Did you see? No. Like he was like, when, when um, Memphis got a little upset, he got a little upset. That's so good, though, because I mean, that's the sign <laughs> of a good translator. If you look at people who do sign language, mm-hmm. they emote with their body. They're, yeah. not, they're not just giving you the letters, the words. It is a full body experience. That's how a translator should be because so much is how you say it. Oh, yeah. And so that's really good that Hamadi is is really giving oh, it his he, all. Oh, he was doing it. <laughs> so <laughs> here's the deal. Hyatt's worried if Hamza goes to the States, maybe Memphis's ex is not going to accept him. Maybe Memphis's ex is not going to accept the Tunisian man raising his children. Yes, but apparently that's not the case because Memphis's ex... Wants her to be happy and wants the kids to be happy. So mm-hmm. as long as Hamza's good to Memphis and the kids, he's fine. Yeah, we don't know if the ex has a current lover, do we? We don't, but I'm maybe gonna guess, he does. I'm going to guess not. Really? Since Memphis stayed at his house. Yeah, for but multiple. she stayed there like nine months ago. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying he's not remarried. Or anything. No, but maybe he's seeing someone. Who knows? He could be. But as Memphis said, they were friends before and the relationship didn't work out, but they're friends again. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can understand if kids are involved. Sure. Yeah. No, that's not really what I'm wondering. I'm wondering, does he have his own love interest oh. that will keep him preoccupied and not so worried about, oh, now that I see Memphis with another man, I kind of want her back. Oh, now I'm jealous. I see where you're going. You know? Because I imagine he's not married if Memphis was staying there multiple nights. Yeah. But he might be seeing someone. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. But then Hyatt brings up how she heard when Memphis was younger, she had some issues in the past. And she's curious what those were. She wants to know more. And that's where Memphis got a little upset. Yeah. So here's what it was. We heard it earlier in the season when Memphis was younger, her and her mom, they were on the street. They were homeless Mm -hmm. and they lived on the street and that obviously had an impact on Memphis. It caused a lot of trauma for her growing up. Yes. And this is where you started seeing the translator. Remind me his name, please. Ooh, I want to say Hamadi. Hamadi. It is Hamadi. Hamadi was 
he started to act. He's like really like <laughs> trying to show the emotions. And he told Hayat and Hayat was like, well, what if her past trauma will affect the relationship with Hamza? And I almost feel like that question shouldn't have been asked. Oh, really? I think it's maybe it shouldn't have been asked, but it is. It's a good question. You're, how you're raised, how you are brought up and your circumstances, your surrounding nature and nurture, that all impacts you as a human and how you treat others. 100%. But as Memphis said, I think she said it before. Yes, I did had some trauma growing up. I didn't have the most loving relationship like you guys do, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's what I want. And I am stronger now. I put myself through schools. I'm raising my kids. And I want what you have. I want a family. Yeah. Well, I loved when Memphis told the camera, hardship did nothing to me except make me stronger. And that's awesome. Yeah. I thought that I was wish, a great yeah, response. I wish it was the case for everyone. Yeah. Who struggles. Yeah. yeah. No, she pulled herself up by the bootstraps and said, no, I'm going to make the best of this life. Yeah. And she seemingly has. So this is, yeah, she's getting a little upset. She tells Hyatt, I'll be as respectable as I can be, but you're getting to me. I came from nothing, became a nurse practitioner, didn't have the support Hamza had, and I got where I am on my own. And Memphis says, I love Hamza. I would never bring him to America and let him get hurt. Mm-hmm. And Hamad, the translator, he's like, really like, you are getting to her. Like, you're getting to her. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and this affects Hai. She's like, I know Hamza loves you so much too. She wants, she wants her son to be happy. Hai wants, mm-hmm. wants Hamza to be happy. And so it's, it's a love fest. It turns into a love fest. It is. And also because Memphis is showing her emotions. Like, she, yeah. she becomes, oh, I hate this word. Vulnerable. You're being so vulnerable by even trying that word, and I love that. Vulnerable. 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 That was very good. Ah! But yeah, that's what Memphis is trying. (laughs) No, not trying to be. That's what Memphis is. And I think Hayat appreciated that, right? Completely. I mean, they're able to clear the air, and they are in a much better place, it seems. They walk out arms around each Mm -hmm. other. It really looked like, oh, this is mother-in-law, daughter-in-law, or even like mother-daughter. It felt it felt good to see mm-hmm. that. So they are ready to dress shop because they cleared the air. So they were going to meet Ravia. Yes. And let's look at some dresses. And I usually hate the dress shopping, but I love this one. I love the traditional ones because it's different. Right. Hyatt wants Memphis to wear something traditional. We didn't really hear whether Hamza cared for it to be a traditional dress, but Hyatt wants it to be traditional. Memphis is like, sure, I get that, but I also want something that fits my personality too. And I'll say this was one of the less dramatic dress shopping in a Muslim country scenes. There was no, oh, but I want my boobies out. Oh, yeah. There was no, I'm going to show this much leg. Memphis was very agreeable to the style of dress that was presented to her. Because she respects the culture that at least... It seems like she does, and she yeah. knows that Hyatt wants her to wear something traditional, and so she'll do it. She wants to make the family happy. Yeah. I think it, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think it all comes down to she really wants the family. She wants to be accepted, and if this is the way to do it, yeah, I let's think, do it. I think you're right. She's picking her battles, and this is, off the top of my head, one of the only, if not the only, 
relationships we've seen where someone from America, a woman from America goes to a Muslim country and doesn't have an issue with the public affection yeah. or the dress code. She's cool with all that. It's very true. So, okay, we have her trying on these dresses and she comes out in this first one, this big green dress. Meh. Oh, we should say she's got her mom on. She called oh, her yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. She Skyped her mom in, which is what you did. Right? I did, but we didn't have a reception and the oh, dresses no. didn't fit me. Yeah. For those of you guys who don't know, because we've told the story 19 times, you went dress shopping with my mom. Yes, for the first time. And you it, Skyped your mom. You Skyped your did. mom. Then. Yeah, I tried. I yeah. tried. But service was a problem. It was, a, yeah. Not service the service at David's Bridal. The service at David's Bridal was fantastic. <laughs> it wasn't a problem, but I mean, yes, service was a problem. Cell was, phone service. It was very busy. Yes. The dress <laughs> I liked, they didn't have it. And it was just like, I just wanted to get out of that. I was very overwhelmed. I didn't mean to go on a tangent. I just meant to say. I know. You experienced the whole, the whole FaceTiming of the mom. I did. I wish I actually experienced it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can you see me now? Can you see yeah, me now? I feel like. Because of my dress shopping experience wasn't ideal. I feel like that's why I hate watching it. Yeah, that is. I wish I made a few dis different decisions myself. I wish when your mom came, the store wasn't crazy busy. I wish they did have a better cell phone reception. <laughs> it was all You together. wish you got champagne, of course. You lost. Yeah, it was just there were so many freaking people in that store. It was out of control. Okay. Well, Memphis comes out in her first dress, big green dress. And her mom was like, pretty dress. Not your color. She looked like something out of a Shakespearean play. Yeah. I thought it was very big, very poofy. It's funny how, and I totally get it. I see colors and I love colors and there are colors that don't fit everyone. Yeah. Like I love green. Green fits me because I have green eyes and blonde hair. But let's say red doesn't fit me. Imagine the challenge. <laughs> I'm just thinking this now. Imagine the challenge. In America, it's basically unless you're Tanya. You wear a white dress. Yes, and it's in most countries unless you get something special and traditional. Right. Here we have a plethora of colors to choose from. So imagine how much more difficult your choice becomes. Mm -hmm. It's not like, okay, which white dress do I want? Now it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, the rainbow is, <laughs> is a possibility here. I wish it was a possibility because... I don't love white. I mean, I do as mm. an accent color. I, you know, I'm fine wearing a white shirt and black jeans, but all white, not for me. Okay. What color would you have gone if you could go any color? Black. Okay, Tanya. <laughs> so then she tries on a dress with a wide leg, like bell bottom, and it comes with a hat. And her mom goes, this is the best response ever. Her mom goes, I've seen enough of that. <laughs> I agree, mom. That one was not the winner. Yeah. The one that she was walking like a stick figure. <laughs> why, why was that? I don't know. It wasn't tailored, right? She's probably just no. trying to keep it on. But I have to say with the third one, the, mm. the one she loved, I love the pants. Okay. I was actually good. I was like looking at a few things with pants, but I feel like you would be thrown out because you yeah. like something more traditional. Yeah. But I would love that. It was like the Hillary Clinton of wedding dress, like a pants. Yeah, it was I, very I, like Janet Jackson-esque actually. I liked it. I honestly, the reason why I went with more classic dress, and I loved it too, but I knew that you would like it. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, but That's if you if you weren't into fashion or anything, you were just like do whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, you you. Oh boy. You, <laughs> that no, would be, I gotta that give would be out of control. I gotta give Teresa <laughs> some parameters, otherwise, who knows what she's gonna come out in? Probably white leather pants. And no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe I have some class. <laughs> okay, so th- they go with the third dress. Everyone loves it. We love it. It's a nice. Yeah, dress. it looks great. Now all that's left is the prenup. Okay. All that's left to dampen the mood is the prenup. And let me say this, right? I, we don't have a prenup. I didn't know what a prenup is before I moved to the U.S. and mm-hmm. started watching American movies, right? But I would assume that as any document that needs to be drafted by a lawyer and signed by both parties, you need yeah. more than two days to do that. You need a couple of days. I would say. Oh, at least. You need a couple of days. You need to think it through. I mean, a you text need- message takes at least a week to get from Czech to America. So. <laughs> According to my babichka, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that she's doing these two days in advance is, I'm sorry, but that's dumb. Well, here's her reason, which is just as dumb, right? So it's a new night. She's trying to speak to this lawyer who she's been trying to speak to apparently for a long time now. But she says, with the time difference, it's hard. It's a five hour time difference. Six. In Michigan? It depends what part of Michigan, I think. Well, Michi- wait, wait, wait. Is Michigan an Eastern time or or Central? I mean... I don't know, but I looked up what time... I said, what time is it in Michigan? And it said the same time it was here. I don't know if it's because of the whole daylight savings time. Maybe oh, but- okay. I should know that. I think Michigan is on E. Although Chicago is an hour back and it's Illinois, Michigan. I don't know, but I'm going to look it up because now I'm very curious. You okay, talk. you look it up. Because my thought is five hours, that's not that crazy. I mean, if it's 11 o'clock in Michigan, five hours is four o'clock in Tunisia. I mean, that works. That's business hours. If it's six, it gets a little tighter, but you're still awake and working. Same okay. time zone. Yeah. Michigan. I'm looking at Detroit and Detroit is on Eastern time. Yeah. So it's the same time zone. So I don't know. I think is this... Just a producer plot point because five hour time difference, you could make it work. Yes. Especially for something like this. You carve out time, you make it work. Yes. But now's the time to do it. She's Skyping with her lawyer and I get it. She wants to protect her assets. She's got some assets. She's got a good job. Who knows? Maybe she makes six figures, but at the end of the day, she's got children. Yes. That's the main thing she's worried about is if we divorce, I'm not giving half of my money to Hamza, I wanted it all for my kids, which is completely understandable. So the lawyer's like, all right, when are you looking to get married? And Memphis goes, Monday. (laughs) Right? Wait, so if she, if the wedding is in two days, which means it's either Friday or Saturday. It's going to be Saturday. It depends how you count days. A lawyer's, you know, charging overtime. Who, yeah. So (laughs) who's going to draft a prenup for you? And as the lawyer mentioned, Based on Michigan laws, Hamza need to be familiar yeah, with what's going of course. on. Yeah, well, that's not even Michigan law. That's just well, like he said it. He's gonna have to sign it. Yeah, right. A, a prenup. I'm sure we've never done it, but I'm sure both parties need to sign it. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna need to read it. He's gonna have the chance to have a lawyer look at it, and that's gonna take some time. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe she wait. She waited until literally the last minute, if she knew about this, you can draft a prenup. Then if something goes wrong, Hamza doesn't have to sign it or Hamza at the wedding might not happen, but right. she should have traveled yeah. 
with the prenup. Yeah. She's like, this is not part of my three-week plan. This is really throwing <laughs> a wrench into my three-week plan. I mean, the lawyer suggested two things. Either postpone the wedding, which is the smart thing to do, right? Yeah. Or, and something I didn't know that existed, a postnup. Did you yeah. know about postnup? Never heard of it. Right? Me neither. Makes sense, I guess. You it does. Why not be able to draft up a contract whenever? Um, I guess in, in a way, it's sort of like a will. Maybe. Like, yes. Oh, I'm going to leave this to this person or that to that person. But he says the postnup, not really enforceable, not as enforceable as prenups. Well, I wonder why is that? I know. If both parties sign. And again, I know nothing about the law, but I would imagine maybe the duration of your marriage plays a role. Like if you do a postnup and divorce after six months, maybe it's more enforceable than if you do a postnup and divorce after like 50 years. It's like, nah, you were with them for 50 years. You owe them a little something. Yeah, but if something. it's a drafted document signed by both parties and a lawyer or whatever yeah. has to happen. But I almost feel like in her case, postnup would be okay because Hamza doesn't even know what a prenup is. And if she explains it to him well, like I'm doing this for my kids. That's, that's why it's happening. If Hamza isn't an idiot... He would understand. Yeah, I don't think he has a problem with the prenup anymore. I think they agreed yeah. to do it. It's just now it's the time mm-hmm. is the issue. Which is all Memphis. Yeah, completely. So now, speaking of the time, it's three hours later. She's back at the apartment. She's packing her clothes. And Hamza's is like, what's going on? Why are you packing your clothes? She's going to go to the hotel to have some time to think. She wants to spend the night alone. So first I thought she's just like, shit. All right, I'm just going back home. Yeah, I kind of thought so uh-huh. too. But, but no, she needs to think. And I feel bad for Hamza because he's like, wait, what's, what's going on? Yeah. What's going on over here? And how about you have a conversation before you start packing? Mm-hmm. Hey, I just found this out from the lawyer. I think I should spend the night alone so I can think without any outside influence. And then he'll be like, okay. As opposed to just starting to pack. And then he walks in and is like, what's going Where are we going? Where are we going? Poor Hamza. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. I'm going to the hotel. But that's... That's Memphis and Hamza. That's where it ends for them. I don't, I don't see a wedding in their future. Me neither. I don't see a wedding. I mean, in, they've uh, gone very far, but it's been rocky. But it's been a rocky road. But Memphis, basically, as we say, as we delightly put it in check, she shut in her own mouth. Oh, because she was saying. Uh, no, if we don't she get pooped, married. She pooped it in her own mouth? She pooped it in her own mouth because she kept saying, if we don't get married on this trip, we're not getting married. Like, our relationship's over. But now the lawyer said, just postpone the wedding. So potentially she could postpone. She could be like, hey, Hamza, let's let's do this. Let me go back to Michigan. Let me work on the prenup. We stay in touch. I'll come again on yeah. a trip in a couple of months. I will do the wedding. But... She would be pooping in her mouth because she was so, what's the word? Help me. Help me, Mm, American person. What are you trying to say? She was so, like she was making a point about her. Right. If they're not getting married now. So, yeah, so stuck in her beliefs. Yes, she was so stuck in her beliefs that now she would look like an idiot. Yeah, she wouldn't look, she would, honestly, she'd look more like an idiot if she married someone after three weeks. (laughs) <laughs> then if she went back on her word. But that was the plan. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think for all these reasons, they're probably not going to get married. Yeah. Okay. 
Let's move on. Let's talk about Gino and Jasmine. We we pick up we where we left off, which was kind of, I guess, Gino sort of getting Jasmine's mom's blessing. It wasn't like a real blessing, but it was no. like, I guess, sure. Yeah, but we also heard that Jasmine isn't sure if they should get engaged and married this fast. Right. None all the issues, like considering all the issues, smart. So now we have Gino telling us Jasmine needs some space. A lot of this, this is space the episode. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs space oh, yeah. on this episode. <laughs> um, so Jasmine wants some space. So she goes to the gym alone. Well, not for long because <laughs> this seems to be a thing for Gino to go to the gym in his old school sandals, sit down, be watching Jasmine and asking what she's doing. What are you working on? You're you're in good shape. What are you working on today? Arms? Hands? Arms? You said hands. Hands? Are you doing hands? Shoulders? <laughs> what, are you, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I can't stand. And we have this guy at our gym. I don't know if you've been there while he's there. He oh, put, yeah. The guy know, who comes and sits down and watches TV. Um, He sits down on the weight bench, like the ab bench. That you hook your legs into. <laughs> yeah. So instead of hooking his legs into it and doing crunches, yeah. he spins around and he puts his back against the leg part and just sits there with his legs up on the bench literally for 20 to 30 minutes. And I'm like, what is he doing? His girlfriend or wife or whatever is working out. And then so he just waits until she finishes Ugh, and he's like, what an idiot. you're done. OK, let's go. How about you just leave? OK, let your... You're not talking to her. You're not training her. You're just sitting there doing nothing. Or leave. work out. He worked out and then he finished and then he just uh, sits there. And if it was 30 seconds, a minute, fine. Like, oh, she's on her last set. He's literally there for 20 minutes. And I've had to change my workout routine because of him. What an idiot. What an idiot. Yeah. Especially <sighs> because the gym is where we live. So he can just go upstairs. He's not go like, upstairs. oh, you're driving together and you have to wait for the right. girl because... You are her right. Just go to your apartment. And the gym is like 20 feet by 20 feet. It's not big. It's not enough room for that what an type idiot. of behavior. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yes, they're at the gym. Well, she's at the gym. He's just sitting there kind of I would be so annoyed. I would be, I would be like, get out of here. I have my headphones on. Just like leave. Yeah. Well, she's like, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> also, you just pick up a weight. Right? Maybe just do a couple of curls, Yeah, Gino. do something. Do a couple of curls and have a conversation. It'd be much more natural than just sitting mm-hmm. there creepily. What are you working on? When it, what is that, a bicep curl? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so Jasmine tells Gino, I received a message from a crazy account on the internet saying, your tits are going to be all over the internet. And... Jasmine says, well, it's obvious whose account this is because mm-hmm. it has zero followers, so it's basically fake. Yep. And Gino has an idea, but he's like, um, no, like my ex would not do it. She just, she threatens, yeah. but she wouldn't do it. Yeah. Jasmine thinks it's Gino's ex, right? The And he does too. The one yeah. who he sent the, the nude, the not nude nudes to. And at first I was thinking like, of course it's her. Because that's the only person he sent the boobs to. But then I thought of, wait, is she the only right. person he what? sent her boobs to? I don't know. I mean, the only person we know. Gino is a perv. I'm sure <laughs> he, I'm sure he's the type of person, and now we know him a little better. 
He loves to flex a little. He sent it at least to his brother. Oh, yeah. Sent it at least to oh, his yeah. uncle, whatever his uncle's name was. Oh, yeah. Remember? In the mm-hmm. car shop. Yeah. And then to his ex for sure. And here's the thing. Jasmine's kind of over it. She's not that pissed at it anymore. All she wants is an apology. She just wants Gino to step up and admit what he did was wrong and apologize. Well, he apparently did. Not here. He's just like, oh, you don't have to worry about that. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. He should just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe it. Like, I got to find a way to put an end to this. Instead, he's like, nah, it's empty threats. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I got mad at him when he said, oh, we don't need to worry about that. It's like, uh, yes, she does. Because as she says later, he's like, my life will be destroyed. I'm a mom and I'm a teacher. I'm glad she said that. Yeah. It was a great point. Yeah. She's like, I could lose my job. I'm a teacher. And Gino's response. Well, if you lose your job, I'll support you. What do you think? She makes $10 a month. Then you can afford it. Unemployed the Gino. This dude tried to haggle down the price of a $270 engagement ring. And now he's out here being like, I can support your life. Can you? I don't think you can. She tells us she makes $3,000 a month and says, can you afford to give me that? And Gino's like, well, until you find a new job, you like working out. Why don't you do something with that? I would freaking slap him. The audacity. I would throw a weight at him. I would put his head on the bench and Mm -hmm. drop a barbell on him. He's basically (laughs) saying like, maybe you can just change your career because I sent tit pics of you. I would destroy him. It's so incredibly selfish. It's so bad. She loves teaching. You don't just stroll into a school and become a teacher. You got to get certified. There's things you have to do. She's educated as much (laughs) as like Jasmine is not my favorite person. She's a crazy nut that I love to watch, but I don't think I could ever be a friend with. However, she is educated. She does work for her job and... Now, because of Gino, she might lose it. And I almost feel like, well, we know she did because she got fired from her job. Oh, did she? I think so. And now she's on OnlyFans. Here's the thought I had about her OnlyFans is her nudes are out there. And she thought, okay, well, I'm going to take the power back. Instead Mm -hmm. of having other people put my nudes out there, I'll put them out. Listen, I don't judge anyone on OnlyFans. You do you. You make money however you want to make money. All I said before is that I don't want, if I have kids and I found out the kids' teachers is on OnlyFans, yeah. I don't think I would like that. Forget the students. I wouldn't do it if I had kids or if we had kids because I wouldn't want my kids to have to deal with that. Oh, I saw your mom naked. Yeah. And, oh, oh, I saw what? your dad. For so many reasons. So yeah. like for me... If I found out a teacher is an OnlyFans or anything, I would be like, oh, hell fucking no, right? (laughs) But if she's not a teacher, she's doing whatever, yeah, go for it, girlfriend. But I'm I'm pretty sure I saw on Instagram that she got fired from school because of someone sent the nudes to her place of work. And well, that's that's it. But guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. So then cut to Gino. He's now sitting alone, not on a workout bench. He's just sitting alone by himself around the hotel sulking because once again, the nudes are causing issues. Mm-hmm. That or maybe he's sad that Jasmine stole his Panama hat. That might be the real reason. <laughs> it was the same hat, he's right? Ups- yeah. And here's, here's probably an unpopular opinion. It looked better on Gino. It did. Was not It was not her vibe. <laughs> no, but it's okay. Not everyone is a no, hat person. Not everyone's a hat person. 
so Gina walks over to Jasmine and she's just pretending to sleep, I think, to avoid him. She's just pretending she's catching some Z's. So he wakes her up and he wants to talk. But Jasmine's like, no, nah, leave me alone. Leave me alone. And finally she gets to talking and she says, I was looking at old photos the day we met. I was so pretty. I was so happy. My nails, my eyelashes. And Gino, the king of compliments, responds with, you look fine to me. I would smack him again. Let me let me add a little outfit to segment over here. Oh, right? please. Why does he always wear the same clothes? He's <laughs> always wearing the same. He always has the ugly sandals, the blue shorts, and the red and gray shirt. The only thing he changes are the hats. Right. He always wears the same clothes. You love people that have uniforms, like Steve Jobs. Yes, but I don't believe that he has multiple of these. I just oh. think he wears the same thing over and over and Good hoping point. the smell will just Good point. disappear. Yeah. Maybe that's why it doesn't work out. He's, he's got no workout clothes. Yeah, because he wears it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I could see why he'd be bothered by something like that. So, okay. She's, she's Jasmine's pissed because obviously everything that's going on, Gino doesn't care at all. But Gino tries to make it better. He's like, do you want to get your eyelashes done today? Maybe we could do that. Maybe that would make you feel better. And Jasmine goes, if I want something done, I'll do it myself. I'm not like your other relationships. I'm not a sugar baby. You don't have to pay me $200 to sit here. And then Gino says something. He said it before. That he used to pay women to hang out yeah. with him. Oh, Gino. Yeah. That's not who I am now. And it has nothing to do with Jasmine and I. But... Either way, the damage is done. Jasmine doesn't trust Gino and feels like he lies about everything. And she wants to see his emails because that's one thing she didn't check yet. Yeah. We've checked some (laughs) texts. We've checked some other things as social media. But the emails we have not filtered through yet. Mm -hmm. And Jasmine makes a point that she's super smart and good with technology. So she'll find something if Gino's lying. And she does. She goes through all of his emails all the way back to 2014, I suppose. When he went to Legoland. Legoland. I know, but she said Legoland. Oh. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what is this shit about Legoland, Gino? Le- she keeps saying Legoland. Yeah, she has an accent, Therese. You ever hear of an accent before? Everyone says Lego. Like, we have Legos in Czech. We call it oh, Lego. Okay. You guys called Lego. I've been to Legoland. Yeah, okay. Well, Gino has too, and it's causing a lot of issues right (laughs) now. What is a Legoland in the U.S.? Okay, that's that's my thing. Okay, Jasmine gets so fired up that he went to Legoland or apparently Legoland. Because he told her that he only brought that slot to Upper Michigan and (laughs) Legoland. Okay. No. Disney. Oh, yeah. Disney and Upper Michigan. (laughs) What did you Sorry, what did you say? I said Legoland. Yeah. She just found out about Legoland. Right. He says he's only been to Disney in Upper Michigan. Okay. Legoland is about an hour outside of Disney. It's in Florida. It's in Central Florida. It is. So not to defend Gino. He doesn't deserve a defense. But if I went on a trip to Disney and I wanted to go to Legoland, I'd probably make it in the same trip. And then I wouldn't say, oh, I went to Disney 
in the morning and Legoland in the evening and then Chili's for dinner, I would just say like, <laughs> oh, I went to Disney. So he probably just lumped it into one trip. I mean, he has to report. He does need to evidence and report. <laughs> but I'm going to give him a pass here because Legoland is a stone's throw from Disney. And it's six years ago. That's why yeah. I'm giving you a pass. Yeah, six, seven years ago. I've been to Legoland in England. And where? England. Really? That's where you wanted to go when you were in England? Well, it was part of the trip. Oh. Well, what did you do at Legoland? Just like did some rides, mm. got some snacks. Got it. How old were you? <laughs> I don't know, like 15. Cool. I went, I went with my parents and some friends. That's cool. I like mm -hmm. that. Okay. I'll show you pics. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> so Jasmine loses it, right? She's upset. Gino keeps lying. And Gino's defense is, I'm not lying. I can't remember everything I did six years ago. Can you? And Jasmine says, yes. And so Gino gets up and leaves. And he says, he's done. Because mm -hmm. apparently it's the best that she remembers everything from six years ago, which I get. I do remember things from six years ago, but not everything. I don't remember everything. And again, Legoland, Disney, it's one and the same to me. Yeah, potato, potato. Potato, potato. It's all yeah. for children. I didn't even know there was a Legoland in the U.S. Sure, we can go if you want. No, I've been. Yeah, you've been there. Yeah, I want to go to Universal's. Okay. But we'll talk that's, about a our different, that's a different discussion. We'll talk about our travels later. All right. Shall we talk about this this absolute oh, yeah. shit oh, show? Yeah. Ben and Mahogany. <sighs> They're still in their little getaway. I thought Mahogany was getting ready for her sweet 16 or something. When she was in the mirror <laughs> doing her makeup, I was like, oh, is it her sweet 16 already? What's going on She here? looks very young. And so again, young. She looks very different than her photos. Well, we know that. Yeah. That's, those are her glamour shots. This is her preparing for her sweet 16 or <laughs> whatever it is. But she's telling the camera she's concerned. She's got some concerns. Ben is always blaming his exes on why the relationship didn't work out. Which is true. I guess. I mean, that's not really a red flag. For, it's not like it's such a big red flag for me that would ruin a relationship. No, but he, I, I believe, listen, I don't think... He was super happy in both of these relationships and these women ruined it, right? Yeah. I believe that with his first wife, he, they were set up, right? It wasn't like a true, oh, we met, we fell in love relationship, yeah. right? It was all about the church and the It was circumstantial. Cult. Yes. So I'm sure they had problems, both of them, right? Mm -hmm. So for him, he could have just said, yeah, like the relationship didn't work out. We both had differences. We both saw things differently. And so we split up with his fiance or ex-fiance. Mm -hmm. The fact that she didn't want to accept his kids, that's a big ass issue. Right. And that that's he doesn't why I, need to say anything else. No, I don't see anything wrong with that. Like yeah. that is, I would put that blame on her. Yeah. That's a big deal. I don't know why they dated or were in a relationship for three years. That seems a little crazy. Yeah. But that I yeah, that I would yeah. put on my ex-fiance. Oh, she didn't want to have anything to do with my kids. That should be a check in the mm -hmm. pro column mm -hmm. for Ben, which is a, there's only yeah. probably one check in that column. And it might be that he cares about his yeah, kids. because Ben is a little crazy. Yeah. However, Mahagon invited Ben for a breakfast the next day. Yeah. And instead of Ben just texting back, sure, sounds good. Mm -hmm. He sent a lot of creepy texts to her. Emphasis on a lot. Emphasis on a lot and emphasis on creepy because 
I'm going to read you some of these texts and to put it into context, because I think we can forget, I want us all to remember this is a 52-year-old man mm -hmm. sending these to a 22-year-old girl. Okay? It's not two high schoolers texting back and forth. No. It's a man in his 50s sending this to what we believe is a 22-year-old could be younger. Even with that, long emails are ridiculous. <laughs> no one does that. I always put my emails in bullet points so I know that the people are going to read it, right? Yeah. He basically said he sent her about 10 pages of text. He needs a too long didn't read version of his text messages. All right. Here's Share some with us. My love for you grows stronger every day, but it seems that God has hardened your heart towards me. That's one. That's one. Here's another. You fear who I am and my intentions, but there is no room in love for that. Therefore, this is not love. But know this. I do love you. I always will. This is like a one third of a page out of the 10. Yeah, this is this is two texts out of 100. Probably. Like if I was mahogany, I would probably put it on Reddit and on Facebook <laughs> and have people have fun yes, with her because please. she's young. This is not what a young girl wants to hear. She wants to hear like, hey, you want to you want to see what's down there? Yeah, eggplant emoji, squirt emoji. Yeah. Maybe a cross, maybe throwing a cross there. Yeah, like show, me your, show me your body. Yeah, come on. <laughs> ben does not know how to sext. Anyone. No, because he's in his early 50s and he Good. thinks this is how you get a young girl yeah. by sending her essays. So Mahogany didn't answer. And she waited to talk to him until the next day, which is good because my first thought is, why are you sending 10 pages worth of texts mm -hmm. when she's sleeping next door to you? Yeah. Like knock on the door and talk to her or wait till the next day and talk to her. So that's what Mahogany's plan is. But there's a bit of a surprise. In the store. parents. And I'm still trying to figure out if the parents are real I or so. fake. I think the parents are real. So the parents showed up. Yeah. For breakfast, because apparently they came to have fun, but Mahogany knows that they came to check on her because yeah. she's here with the internet creep. The parents feel like Mahogany needs a chaperone on mm -hmm. this field trip. She's like, Mom, Dad, I'm old enough to do this on my own. <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm a legal age, okay? I can Gee. handle myself. I, I put him on block, mom, okay? <laughs> okay? But her parents, they want to talk to Ben more. They want to try to understand his intentions. Um, but also mom had like a festival bracelet on her wrist. So She did, right? Yeah, more likely Huacachina had a great music festival that weekend or like a killer water park or something because I don't think she just came to talk to Ben. I almost feel maybe that's... If they are staying at the resort, but I don't think it's a resort. Uh, I don't think either of no. Ben or Mahogany no. had a bracelet on. I think no. her parents had like a cool water park before they <laughs> came to the hotel or something. I mean, that little area with the water is oasis. It's very cool. Very cool. Just yeah. surrounded by the sand dunes. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Very cool. So mom asks how things are going with Ben and Mahogany's like, well, he talks about God a lot. He texts about God all the time. Um, so we share that. But last night we talked about his past relationships and he puts all the blame on others and he took no responsibility for why those relationships failed. Yeah, that's not very godly. That's, that's not what God would do. WWJD. Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't be that. 
Jesus would send a plethora of texts, though. Let me let me clear that up. Um, so cut to Ben in his hotel room, and he says, "I feel weird. I feel stuck. I texted Mahogany in great detail about why I think this relationship." with my ex-wife is a good relationship and why she should understand it and why it's a working relationship. So that was on the 10 pages. That was part of the 10 pages. He's like, oh, I must have written about 10 pages of text. <laughs> Don't and, admit that. And no response. Dude. Don't admit that. You know why she didn't reply? Because she stopped reading after say, page she's, one. Because she's still busy reading them. She's probably like <laughs> three pages in. She'll get back to you. Like if that someone did that to me, let's say w- when we started dating and you sent me 10 pages uh, of text, I block. would just block you. Block <laughs> immediately. I would be like, you too crazy. Yeah, immediately. So then Ben tells us about his morning devotions. And the first verse that popped up is, there is no fear in love. That sounds like something he texted her though. So I don't know if he's yeah. out of order, but he said something about like, oh, you fear me and there's no place for that. I think he used to be a pastor unless he, yeah, he still was. is. I don't, I don't know how that works if you can just quit. Yeah. But I'm sure those are poems from the Bible or something. Yeah. There are it verses. must be, right? Yeah, there are verses. Yeah. Um, and so he read this and it hit him and he says, all I'm getting from Mahogany is fear. She's fearing what her friends will say. She's fearing what her parents will say. And there's no room for fear and love. And so that's why he decided to stand mahogany up at breakfast. That's dumb. And I'm trying to figure out who's the teenager in this relationship. Yeah. Mahogany was mature enough to want to go face to face and talk to Ben. And he's like, no, I'm going to hide in my hotel room. He's like, yeah, um, no, he didn't reply to my text. 10 pages of text, yeah. I'm not eating with you. It would have been the best if she just replied with like, K. Like <laughs> 10 pages of text, K. Or just like liked it, like yeah. liked, liked one oh, of them. Oh, she should have. <laughs> so Mahogany texts Ben and says, are you coming to the surprise family breakfast? And he responds back, I sent you many texts and saw nothing in return. I take your silence very seriously. Oh, Ben. And Mahogany's like, well, my parents take your absence as a total lack of respect. And Mahogany goes, this isn't a good look. My parents seeing this doesn't look good for Ben. And so she tells Ben, my parents are here. And Ben says, oh, let your parents know I want to talk to them privately. Just me and them, not you. Like the older generation getting together, talking about what was going on back then. Yeah. (laughs) Where were you when you first heard the Beatles? It's like, but he's not surprised they're there. His first reaction to my- I was thinking the same. And my second thought was like, all right, you're trying, emphasis on the trying, pursue a relationship with this young lady, right? But you treat her like a child because you're like, I want to talk to your parents, but no, you're not invited. It's like, what? (laughs) Right. A little parent-teacher conference right here. Like, I could understand if he was sneakily doing it so he can, let's say, ask a permission to marry her or something like that. But he truly wants to talk about mahogany Mm -hmm. to to her parents, like a parent, basically. So what works when she's getting out? Do you time out? Do you put her in? Do you take her cell phone away? (laughs) Like, what do we do to get... No TV for a week? You you tell me. What do we do to get her back on track? (laughs) But it was just so strange that he wasn't surprised. He was like, what? Your parents are here. He was like, oh, cool. Send them in. I'd like to talk to him. 
Maybe she sent it to him in a single text message so he actually caught it. Mm. He didn't have to scroll through 10 pages to get to the bottom of what's going on. Yeah. Either way, her parents were like, all right, like if he wants to talk, we can. But I'm not going to put up with him bad-mouthing you. Yeah. Good. Fake that. <laughs> <laughs> Very believable. Okay. That is where that segment ends. We will take a quick break when we come back. Oh, so much more. So much Ooh. more. Okay. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So much energy. It's because of your birthday. Oh, you're fired up over my birthday. You You, love dating an older man. You know that I am, right? Yeah. You know me. You're very excited. I I am. I'm very excited for you. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about just an absolute disaster of a couple. I mean, these all are. If I said, we're going to talk about a disaster of a couple, who are we going to talk about? You would... Could be anyone. Could be anyone. Could be literally anyone. So let's say who we're talking about. Let's talk about Mike and Jimena. Literally, we picked up where we left off. Still at that cafe where Mike, Jimena, and... Nelsie. Nelsie had that little powwow. Mm -hmm. And Mike tells Jimena, okay, you want space? I'll give you space. And Jimena may be a little surprised that Mike has given in to her wish. Is like, so you're ending it with me? It's like someone stealing her piggy bank, like the whole thing. Yeah. Which happened to me when I was a kid, by the way. Someone stole your entire piggy bank. Well, I had several piggy banks, but I had this really really nice ceramics one my parents got me from a trip that I didn't go to. It was beautiful. It was a small piggy bank. I had a lot of coins in there. Maybe able to get like 20 bucks, right? Oh boy, big spender. And I had a play date with a bunch of kids. Long story short, next day the piggy bank wasn't there. You had the kids over your place? Yeah. Oh my God. I told my mom someone did it. My mom was like, no one stole it. You probably broke it and you're lying. I'm like, no, someone stole it. I'm telling you, someone stole my piggy bank with the money. You know who it was? I don't, but I have my guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Jimena's a little caught off guard that Mike would say he's going to give her space. And she's like, I don't want things to be over. I just want space. Like, yeah. Read between the lines, Mike. Mm-hmm. She, she wants space, but she wants the money to keep flowing. She basically wants you, Mike, to go back to America Live your life, but keep paying for her stuff back in Colombia. Well, now, but don't come. Well, no, not exactly because he asks the space you want. Should I stay here or go home? And she says, "Well, stay and try. We'll try to sort things out." Well, that's a tactic. Oh, if you oh really a tactic. Mm, if you oh, really is, is that like a fancier tactic? <laughs> yeah. Oh, a tactic. <laughs> I like that. Say it. Tactic. Tactic, yeah. It's oh, a tactic. Oh, it's a tactic. I mean, I yeah, sounds very persuasive. It's her tactic. Ta- tactic. No, I it's like her t- it. It's her tactic. Don't ever change. Oh, I sure won't. Uh, back to the story. It's her tactic because she knows if he just tells him to go, he's eventually going to be like, you know what, this is not working out. But right. if she tries to show that she's trying... It might change things. Yeah. So they leave the cafe and as they're walking out, Nelsie calls back. 
Mm-hmm. I think maybe she thought Mike was alone at this point. Oh, I think she did. After what Jimena said to her about Mike. Ooh, yikes. Yeah. So Nelsie calls and goes, not even asks, oh, are you alone? Or is Jimena still there? Just launches into, I think you really, really need to leave. I think you need to get a hotel, get out of here. Don't stay at that house. Go home. And Mike tells Nelsie, well, Amanda said I could stay and we could try to work things out. It's it's so sad to see the way he mm-hmm. acts. Like, oh, Amanda told me I could stay. Amanda told me I'm allowed to stay. Oh, poor Mikey. And I'm glad that Nelsie is the friend that just tells you how things are because she's like, no, no, she does not like you. She is disgusted by disgusted. you. Disgusted. And I'm glad she said it because I know it's harsh, but sometimes harsh can open eyes. Yeah. Not Mike's eyes. Like he still has his glasses on and I feel like that's what's blocking it. N- Nelsie literally says she just wants you to pay for stuff. Yeah. Like, it doesn't get more clear than that. Even Nelsie can see it from halfway around the world. Yeah. And Jimena feels that piggy bank slipping away. Mm-hmm. Sees it getting stolen right mm-hmm. in front of her. Oh yeah. And starts yelling at the phone. Why are you getting involved? I just need a little space. And Nelsie says, you're using him for money. You don't even love him. And Jimena doesn't even deny it. No, she's like, and why do you care? Yeah, she doesn't even deny it, which is so telling. It is. She's not even going to try yeah. to defend she's like, it. She's like, why, why do you care? care if I take money and from why, him? Why do you care? Is he giving you money too? Is that where some of the money, why, why do you care? Yeah, I found that so repulsive that she wouldn't oh even my gosh. try to be like, no, no. She's unbelievable. So Mike's like, what What'd she say, Nelsie? Nelsie, what's happening? You got to fill me in. You got to translate. <laughs> he needs du- Duolingo. I mean, when you're in this type of relationship, mm-hmm. more than ever, you need to understand yeah, what your partner is sure. saying so you don't get played. Well, Mike says, because Nelsie's like, you have to, you have to leave. And Mike is like, well, I mean, I do feel like shit. Yeah. I feel, right? I feel so, bad. I feel like crap. Yeah. And Nelsie says, leave tomorrow and just mm-hmm. be done with it. Yeah. And she kind of said something to Jimena. Jimena was like, well, I mean, that's up to him. He can leave tomorrow. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. playing. Like, she really is playing the game. Because Completely. she knows that Mike, like, she basically shows Mike by doing this. Like, all right, I guess she doesn't care if I leave or not. It's not about the money. It's about our relationship. Yeah. The question is, how many other guys is she playing? Is Mike the only one? Because she seems too good at this mm-hmm. for this to be the one and only or the first time she's done this. I'm sure she has a few other guys. Yeah. A few other piggy banks. Yeah. Yeah. So Get the piggy banks. Mike, he's overwhelmed. He sits down on the sidewalk and a man is just like, what are you doing? And Mike goes, I may or may not stay in a hotel tonight. And Amanda's like, oh, because your little friend said that? <laughs> and Amanda starts calling Mike a child, saying, you need to make your own decisions, okay? Mm-hmm. Decide for yourself what you're going to do. And Mike goes, okay, I'll be my own man and I'll stay for another week. <laughs> that's not being your own man. That's letting Amanda dictate yeah, your actions. And also, that's a really bad decision, Mike, speaking of decisions. <laughs> it's a terrible decision. Nelsie had your best interest in mind. If you were going to listen to anyone, you should have listened to her. Mm-hmm. But I just find it hysterical. It's like, okay, I'll be my own man. I'll stay. It's like, no, you just 
folded mm-hmm. to what Jimena wanted. And Jimena, she reads him like a book because now she has the opportunity to kind of show that, okay, well, let me play the game. She's like, everything will be okay. I'll change. I'll change. Okay. Okay. And Okay. And poor Mikey's like, so can you sleep with me, por favor? Por favor. <laughs> and Jimena, yeah, playing that game, says, okay, but don't stare at me again. And Mike goes, yes, yes, no, yeah, yes, no, yes, te amo, yes, no. And literally Mike, Mike's face lit up. He's like, yes, I, I can see she's willing to try. That's, that's amazing. She literally is throwing him a bone. Oh, yeah. She's throwing him a bone. She's throwing him a bang just so that the money keeps coming mm-hmm. in. And it's so obvious. You don't need to speak the language mm-hmm. to see what's happening here. And it's not even ass, us, bashing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, like, I'm going to say all the words, like I said. Uh, tactique. Tactique, yeah. I was like, ass, us. I'm saying it's not just us, us, damn it. It's not just us like you and I bashing him in, all right? She said it herself. She admitted that it's the money. Yeah. It's the money. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Is it though? I, I mean, money makes the world go around. Well, yes, but I almost feel like if you really want the money, just keep playing the game a little harder like pretend to be a little nicer yeah you gotta work for your money exactly she's just like yoloing this whole thing and once she realized that all right all right it's really raining into her shoes she was like uh okay i'll I'll try to be better is raining into your shoes another check saying (laughs) no did you just make that up on the podcast (laughs) just made it up Like you have it, wet shoes. It's like dry socks after wet socks. <laughs> that, that it's you have shoes full of water. I know, but the what you said it was such confidence. <laughs> it's like raining into your shoes. You guys know what I'm saying, right? You guys well, have all heard that. Well, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I love that, it. That he just. That she cannot just like comfortably walk in dry shoes. Uh-huh, They're so all squishy. getting wet and it's getting uh-huh. harder to walk oh in. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. You might lose the shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wet shoe gets heavy. Yeah. It's y- per- you, it's know, a you know metaphor. what I'm going it's with this, right? perfect metaphor. You're welcome. New day. <laughs> New day. Mike and Jimena are laying together in Juan David's bed. And Mike says, when we got home from the cafe, we laid down in the adult bed. And then the kids joined us as they do. But in the middle of the night... We, the adults, we snuck off into the kids' bed. And guess who got lucky? Okay. One word. Gross. Why (laughs) are you banging in your kids' bed? Pretty gross. I mean, I've heard of some fetishes in my time. I've heard of some kinks. But banging in a car's bed, banging in your child's Disney-themed bed uh, crosses the line for me. No, that crosses every single line. Even, yeah. forget the bed, even if they banged on the floor, you're still banging your kid's room. And I would bet my entire life savings that Jimena is not washing the sheets before Juan, David, and Harold Stephen get in that bed <laughs> the next day. Probably not. Pretty gross. Pretty gross. So Mike goes, this is the first time I had sex with Jimena on this trip. So it felt good. It felt like things are getting back to normal. 
And Mike was like, last night was pretty fun, right? But he has to grab the translator uh-huh, to, uh-huh. to do it, right? And he went out just like, oh, see. See, see. And Mike goes, all right, well, things seem to be going in the right direction. Let me push this a little bit more. <laughs> if you were an animal, I'd have to say you're a tiger. Ooh. And Jimena just laughs and Mike just sits there awkwardly and goes, uh, okay, okay. So like what kind of animal was I last night? Tell me what kind of animal I was. <laughs> like, not usually a question you have to prompt yeah. to be answered. Usually, you either, either get it or yeah. you move on. She, she'd be like, oh, I was a tiger. Well, you were a snake. But no, she was she was just sitting there. I was like, oh, well, tell me what tell me what animal I would be, and she's like, I don't know, uh, an owl because you stare at me so much. <laughs> and I was like, Hamena, that is fantastic. Well, I would have said that was pretty. Good. I would have said dodo bird or a goldfish because you keep forgetting how shitty Hamena treats you. But what do you mean a goldfish? They've ter- they were such short. They their memories are like seven seconds or something. They, oh, we should get one. No. I'm kidding. But Owl was a fantastic response. Although owls are wise and Mike is not the wisest. No, he's the opposite of an owl. Yeah. When it comes to wiseness. Who? Mike. Who? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that bit would go on for longer. Oh my gosh. I thought that was going to go on a little longer. You got it pretty quickly. Okay. Um, So Amanda tells- I am wise. You are. You're like an owl. Wait, who? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so Jimena tells the camera last night Mike wanted to leave so I thought nah let me spread my legs and see if I can get him to stay for another night and or two and so she did yeah there you go Jimena put it in that work for that new Apple watch <laughs> you know nothing in life comes easy nothing in life's free so now Jimena feels like we're a little more connected she says which is good so we cut to later that day Mike and Jimena they're all dressed up they're going to a nice restaurant. They're going to have a real date night. Mike comes out and what I can only imagine is a discontinued t-shirt from Affliction. It's like a camo shirt with glitter, a glitter skull It was on horrible. It. it was absolutely a nightmare of an outfit. And <laughs> what Jimena was wearing, like it was like kind of cute. It looked like a waitress at an Italian cafe. Mm-hmm. It was like, a, I don't know, is it plaid? Or yeah, kind of a plaid. A gingham. And... For me, when you're in a couple situation, the outfits need to be compatible. Mm-hmm. You can't have one guy wearing an Ed Hardy shirt and the woman wearing a nice gown, right? The, well, the outfits need to be compatible. Well, you can think that because you and I, we both love fashion to a certain level. Oh. Oh. And we talk about it. Many times we look, we dress the same. But sometimes, and I don't know if you know this, We'll, we'll be going out to dinner. You'll come out. You usually get ready first, right? Mm-hmm. You'll come out and then I'll go, oh, you're wearing that? I should wear something that compliments it. Oh, and, and I love that. Not necessarily color-wise complimenting, but like, oh, you've dressed to this level of sophistication. I can't come out in joggers and a t-shirt. Like yeah. I need to wear nicer pants, maybe a button down mm-hmm. just to match your level of classiness. I like it. This is not what's happening with Mike and Amena. I think Mike thinks he, he looks so cool. He probably found that in his laundry. He's something he wore when he was 15. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll bring it this definitely baby smelled, back. It still smells like cool water cologne. It's just like, <laughs> oh, smells like a Red Bull and vodka. Uh, no, that shirt needs to retire. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. That shirt, like the skull on it, is past its time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they get to the restaurant, a couple pina coladas for the table. Oh, yeah. That looks yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Abu Dhabi. I wonder what food. Do you think they serve like Middle Eastern food? Mm. I mean, I hope yeah. they do. Yeah. Some hummus. Yeah. yeah. So Mike's like, you know, how things, how things, how are things going since last night? And Amanda goes, normal. What a great conversation, always. Mike's like, I'll take it. Yeah, it's very awkward. It's small talk and small talk is bad, but small talk through a translator oh, yeah. is even worse. Mm-hmm. So Mike's like, all right, well, maybe let's talk about the wedding then because we had one good night. Let's talk about the wedding. Oh, Mikey, Mikey. Classic move, classic. And Mike's like, I'm okay with a simple wedding, you know, just friends, just family. And Amanda goes, okay, just don't bring that gossipy friend. <laughs> so she just disinvited Nelsie. Yeah. Mike's like, well, that just leaves one friend. I guess just John's going my, I don't think... I don't think Hyman's going to be able to make it on the plane for that long. Maybe Larry can come. So it's going to be a small <laughs> wedding. It'll be a small, intimate wedding. Well, and Jimena gets all worked up because he's like, you, you tell your problems to everyone. Like You need to grow up. I'm kind of on Jimena's side here. You don't need to be airing out your dirty laundry to everyone. No, you don't. 100%. Like, I don't. Whatever is going on between us, you and I talk about, right? But... We are nice to each other. We respect each other. We can communicate. If you treated me like a like shit, and I'm just giving an example, right? I would probably want to talk to someone outside the relationship and ask for some advice before yeah. I would end it, right? Yeah. So I mean, him talking to his friends, I think it's okay. Well, Nelsie was brought in for a very specific reason. She was brought in to translate. So I can understand that yeah but also beyond that like i think he's so frustrated and maybe he thinks okay well now she's a girl she speaks her language yeah maybe she can explain to me what's going on why is Jimena being the way she is like i can see why he did that and i'm i'm fine with that that's true i have a problem with people who just turn to their friends and bash their partner Without talking to their partner first. If you've tried to communicate with your partner, nothing's coming of it. Then you turn to your friend and go, look, I'm all out of options. You know, any help I could get, I need to talk to you about this. That I can understand. 100%. Like you, I agree with everything you said. And I think either some people just love to share what's going on in their relationships, which definitely not me and I don't like it. But some people are just desperate and they are trying to find someone else to talk about bad things right so i mean i get it i know i just i do agree with Amanda when she's like you need to make your own decisions you can't let your friends decide for you true especially when your friends only know part of the story however her friends or friend in this case is the only one who fully understands Jimena. no his friend nelsie yeah yeah so I think it's okay that Mike went to her for the translation yeah. and also for some reality check. Yeah. Because if Jimena is telling Mike's friend that she's disgusted by Mike, like, ah, he's gross, he farts and he smells and she cannot take this and it's different, then yes, as a friend, you should tell Mike, right? Because mm-hmm. without her... He wouldn't have known. He's not picking up on anything. Right. Even if the translator says, oh, you fought, it's yeah. fighting. No, that's why it's this, different. That's why this is so different because Nelsie acted as the translator. 
Yes. Yeah. So they finish dinner and out of nowhere, Amanda goes, okay, let's leave. But uh, you and I aren't going to sleep together until the day we get married. And the reason is my kids don't sleep alone. I sleep with them and we can't fit all four in a bed. What a beautiful excuse. A couple, a couple thoughts here, if I may. Um, Mike's bought you everything else. Why not spring for a bigger bed? Let's mm-hmm. get a bed for the whole family. Let's have a family bed, <laughs> if you will. I mean, that's not really my, not really my suggestion, but it's a thought. Yeah. Um, my other real thought is where are the kids going to sleep after you get married? Mm-hmm. So if you get married in a month or two, then you're okay not having your kids sleep in the bed? Where, where's oh, the yeah. logic here? Because it doesn't make sense to me. And also the kids were okay sleeping along the first trip. Yeah. But on the second trip, they need to sleep with Jimena. Sounds like a lot of excuses. A lot of excuses. And Mike's trying. He's like, so so when the kids are asleep, you bed with me? She's like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> what if they wake up? What if, you know, you know, Juan David has night terrors. What if he wakes up? Yeah, poor Mike. But I, I'm glad that he's picking up on some things because he's like, Maybe I should have listened to my friend. Yeah, he's he's kind of coming yeah. to his senses. Mm-hmm. He's getting a wiser as the as the owl that he is. He's yeah, getting wiser. A, a little slow owl. He's a slower owl. He's got a he's got a wounded wing, I think, but he's trying to fly. I think he got wounded eyes, but I mean, so, you can see wounded. a little. It's getting yeah. there. It's yeah. getting there. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about Kim and Soldier Boy. Ah, these guys. So it's the morning after the big blow up where Soldier Boy told Kim that Zara is actually not a euphemism for all the girls in the world. For all, no, <laughs> for all the Zaras. <laughs> no, I thought it was a euphemism. Zara was a euphemism for all the girls well, in the world. She later on, she says, well, the song is not about all the Zaras. It's, it's a real girl. It's, a, it's his ex. <laughs> it's his ex. And so Kim oh, is my gosh. a little confused now. She doesn't know what she wants. So she wants to FaceTime her friend, Vanessa. And Kim says, Vanessa, guess what? Zara's an actual girl. Yeah, that's where she told her that, you know what? It's not about all the girls named Zara. It's about one particular Zara. Mm-hmm. And she does not a feel about that. And Vanessa tells Kim, well, you don't need to be treated this way. Let me ask you this, right? Maybe it's just me, but this is the first time... I saw cigarettes next to Kim. Oh. Did we know she smoked? Because she has a pack there. She does, she's been smoking the cigarettes while she's mm-hmm. on camera, mm-hmm. but she brought it with her. I mean, judging by her voice and overall aesthetic, I could have guessed she was a smoker, yeah. but I don't, I don't know that we saw her smoke. No, we didn't see her smoke, but she has cigarettes next to her mm. that she brought. And I almost first thought that... Oh, she's not a smoker. She's not like BJ because BJ was smoking all the time. Sure. And I know Usman wasn't happy about it. So I thought, okay, now at least he got a non-smoker. But I think she smokes Maybe. too. She just doesn't smoke as much or she doesn't smoke on camera. Maybe she was kind of hiding it from Soldier Boy. And now that they're having a bit of a falling out, she grabbed yeah. a pack and yeah. she's having a smoke. Or yeah. maybe she was trying to stop, but he pissed her off so <laughs> much that she just yeah. slipped back. Yeah, classic. Classic. classic scenario. Okay. So Kim's like, well, I'm so down on myself now. I used to have so much confidence. Now it's gone, which I don't know if that's true. Did you? I mean, some- let's give it to her. Well, okay. So I think she meant confidence when it came to Soja Boy. Mm, okay. The confidence in the relationship. Confidence in it. Now it's yeah. gone. 
Uh, Vanessa tells Kim, you know what? You don't need to be chasing a Nigerian rapper singer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Kim says, you're right. You're right. And then she says, bye, girl, bye. And now Kim is basically giving Soldier Boy his last chance. It's come down. You got one chance and he needs to do something big, mm-hmm. something romantic to prove his love. So they meet by the pool. Yes. Usman's just like living his best life, just like tanning, <laughs> yes. drinking something. That looks fantastic. And Kim comes. She was wearing this pink top. You look cute today. You you look cute today. Every day. Every day, I mean. Um, every day. Oh, he's uh, he's trying. You look good. Uh, he's no hug? Trying. No, you don't want to touch me this time? No hug? <laughs> yeah. And Kim just starts saying how she feels like everything's bullshit. She feels deceived. And she goes, I didn't know we weren't going to kiss. I didn't know we weren't going to have sex. I didn't know I'd have to beg. We should be so much further in this relationship than we are. Mm-hmm. And then, then it gets real. It does, but not to take anyone's size because I don't know whose side to take in this relationship. But as far as we know, Usman was making very clear who they were, that they were friends, potential, potential, potential girlfriends. They're not going to kiss or anything. Like he was, he made it clear. Did he make it clear before she came though? Or once she came? I think, well, when we met Kim and I might remember this wrong, but I don't think I am. She was saying to the cameras or to her friends that she's the potential girlfriend. Yeah. As a potential girlfriend, I wouldn't expect, first of all, I don't think I would ever be someone's potential girlfriend but let's say i was right no, you are always potential while you're dating well true true and well, you can you s- have sex okay well you just totally changed my mind about this whole okay, thing then. that's what i'm here to do wait a minute that's you, you think usman was thinking about this no i don't think he's as thoughtful as your as husband you, yeah but, but you know you're absolutely yeah, right you're a potential girlfriend you're absolutely when you're right but dating. i don't think he went that deep no i don't so, think so either oh shit so maybe Kim thought, all right, we're all dating. We're not in a relationship. Yes. So we, oh, shit. Of course you, you can have sex with you, someone that you're you not. You are too good for your own good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not trying to give anyone any credit in thinking that. I'm just saying, of course you can have sex or kiss someone that you're not in a committed relationship with. We do it all the time when we're dating or even when we're not dating. Ever hear of one night stands? Guys, let's all take a moment and appreciate my husband. Yeah. Take more than a moment, Teresa. <laughs> I appreciate you all the time. Exactly. Okay. All the time. Okay. Well, here was my favorite part. When Kim made Usman take off his necklace. She said, take off, take off your neck. Give me it. Give me it. <laughs> you know how much work it took to get this? You think you can just go on Etsy? You think you can just find this on Etsy? No. This took time. This took money. This took effort. How much thought did you put into this trip for me? And Soldier Boy's response. <laughs> he's Soldier like, Boy's response. He's like, um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he goes like, he goes, the trip? Nothing. Like, I, uh, nothing. And then he goes, I didn't force you to come. Oh, <sighs> Soldier Boy. And, and Kim says it perfectly. She says, well, that says so much. Because it really does. Maybe he didn't ask you to come. Maybe he didn't force you to come. But if you cared about her and knew she was coming and eventually did come, wouldn't you try to plan something? Wouldn't you put a little mm-hmm. effort in to do something nice for her? Yeah. And no. something nice doesn't necessarily mean that you need to spend money or anything. It can be no. a simple gesture. It could be so, yeah, such a simple thought. Yeah. 
the time spent together, mm -hmm. the way you make someone feel, yeah, yeah, the way you treat them. That's it. But he did none of that. He put no thought into it. So Kim says, in order for me to stay here and not go home, you need to do something big. And I don't know what that is, but until you prove I'm the one, I don't want to be around you. Until you prove that, you're not getting this necklace back. You know what she wants. Oh, she wants some sexy time. No, 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 no. No? She, she got the sexy time. You know what she wants. An engagement? Mm, no. So what does she want? A song. <laughs> she wants her own song. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I think she wants some. I think she wants a song. I mean, he gives it to all his girlfriends all or Jabula, wives or yeah. potentials. You're the so. one. I think you're the one would be the name of the song. You're the one for me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Every time I see you, you're the one for me. <laughs> Kim. Can I have my necklace back? You're the one for me. I think that would, I think that would do it. Yeah. And so Soldier Boy goes, really? You want me to do some big gesture? Really? This is funny. And that... Uh, that's all it took. That was it. It's all yeah. your boy. Kim did Start the writing. classic movie move when the girl is dumb with a guy. She just grabs a, a drink and she throws it in his face. Uh huh. Oh, funny? Funny? Is that funny too? Yeah. Throws a big glass of water in his face, storms off, and Kim goes, I'm done. Now I'm done. Well, she keeps walking towards her room and she says, I never threw a drink in anyone's face. Even if my husband, when my husband was cheating on me and I saw a lipstick on his collar. Well, that's why it set her off because her ex apparently would come home with lipstick on his collar, phone numbers in his pocket. And when, and when she called him out, he would say, oh, what are you, come on, what are you talking about? You're funny. Mm. You're being funny. And so hearing, oh, hearing Soldier Boy say, oh, you're funny, made her reflect back on her past. Yeah, where her husband would I, lie to her about I get it. cheating. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm not going to put up with that again. And Soldier Boy tells the camera, women in my country are a hundred percent submissive. This is unheard of. As we all know, Michael and Angela, mm -hmm. that was a big issue. Submiss I ain't going to be submissive. Yeah. What was, <laughs> what was the aunt's name? Lydia. Yeah. Aunt Lydia. Oh, she yeah. was on Angela's case all the time. Uh -huh. Yeah. I ain't going to be submissive. Michael. <laughs> I got be some yeah. So Soldier Boy feels disrespected, right? He's not going to let that go. So he chases her down. They start arguing in the hotel. And Kim goes, I believe you love me, but you're not in love with me. And I have to say, I do appreciate Kim being, um, having, uh, being real about this. I was trying to find the right words, right? Even though, yeah, she came down here with all these expectations, et cetera, right? This is a real thing, what she said. Yeah. It's as, I believe you love me. I don't believe being, that. I don't believe that. You can love someone. You can love a friend. I know. I don't think he loves her. You think he loves Kim? I think he may love her in almost like a motherly way because they've been talking for Maybe a year. Maybe he loves the idea He's been spilling his her. little heart to her. She sends him gifts. Like, that is definitely something... But I don't think he loves her as a potential partner. Mm -hmm. I don't. And yeah, most importantly, not. he's not in love with her. Yeah. Definitely not. Kim says, either you come correct and prove it to me or I'm getting on a plane and leaving tonight. And <laughs> sassy Usman, he's like, um, safe flight. Safe flight. <laughs> yeah. And he walks out. Ooh. Kim is in tears. She goes, I lost. I feel like we both lost. 
And Kim goes, it's going to be super hard to remove all his T-shirts from my closet. I mean, it's going to be super hard to remove <laughs> him from my life. And I'll probably never date again. I need to go shopping. Yeah. That's what she was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we'll see what happens. Okay. One more couple. One more little... Little story this here. This segment was just so cringy for so many reasons. I mean, every time Ella is on the screen, it's a little cringe. Yeah, but as you said, Ella <sighs> and Johnny. Johnny. So it's been a few tickets since Ella bought her ticket to buy. And she's walking her swell dog. That's a nice dog. That's a nice dog. Yeah. And they sit down, take a little break, and she's calling Johnny. Yeah, she's not sure if Johnny is going to meet her in Dubai. So mm-hmm. she wants to find out what the deal is. So Johnny picks up, and I don't know if you picked up on it, right? But you could see, and this is what usually 90 dayers do, or other reality TV people. When you FaceTime someone, they put their thumb on the little thumbnail of you, of your little video, right? Ella basically is just showing her upper body, not her head. (laughs) Yeah. Why? Either either put your finger on it. Not even that. Show your face. Right. We see what Johnny is seeing. Yeah. And he's talking to her bosom. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you lift your phone a little bit so he can see your face? Yeah. That's the part of your body he should be talking to. (laughs) Look (laughs) in my eyes, (laughs) not at my nips. I noticed that Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she asks, have you thought about the buy? And he goes, you're very important to me, but now is just not good timing because of covid and also he's he and he said this so many times he said i would have to quarantine for so long i have a kid i have a parents have to take take off i have a job Mm -hmm. right yeah so why doesn't ella understand this so many great reasons why he cannot do it yeah well she's so selfish right she goes you want me to wait seven months you want me to wait seven months until february because he wants to postpone it until february and Johnny's like, have a little faith in me. Okay. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. I just thought of something. So this is happening last year, right? Mm-hmm. She says seven months till February, which means if oh we go back, uh, this is basically August, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. She is in August. That's August. Okay. Right. The United States didn't open its borders to foreigners until November 7th or 6th. She's leaving. She's not having anyone come No, no, but he was supposed to come. No, they're going to meet in Dubai. I know, but I'm saying the story was that he was coming. He was coming to the U.S. No. What are you talking about? Are you serious? The whole story was that he was supposed to come to the U.S. Right, but but he can't. He can because he said because of COVID. Right. So they're going to meet elsewhere. But you think, so wouldn't you just, everyone was banned from coming to the U.S. Why would you even plan the trip if you knew at the time that you cannot come? Oh, That's I my point. I don't know. Because at the time, the borders were closed for everyone. Sure. But he, right? w- but he, w- he wasn't coming. They were going to go meet. No, 
but somewhere they planned else. the whole thing. So they no, but he, weren't they going to meet somewhere else? Then he's like, I can't go there. And so then they were going to meet in Dubai. No, it was because of his visa. Yeah. And then he said, oh, I don't want to come. I don't want to be that far from my family. If I come to the U.S., I get COVID, yeah. I might get stuck, right? But he already had a plane ticket to Dubai. Yeah. And that's why Ella said, all right, so since you yeah. have the plane ticket and that's a country you can go to, I'll meet you in Dubai. Yeah. But if you think about it, if they didn't meet to Dubai, he was still trying to come. He would... He, there was no way he could have come because the borders were closed. Yeah, we this don't know. This whole storyline doesn't make any sense. We don't know. I we literally thought this was November since or or October since they were planning on him coming. Yeah, we don't know. Oh, I know. No, we don't know. Well, I know based on what <laughs> she just said and based on the fact that I watch the immigration and I, I just, know I, what's going on. I, I, she goes, what if I'm single by 37? So I don't think she understands numbers because she's just extrapolated eight years. Like how I did she said 32. No. 32nd. I think she said 30. No, she said 32nd. No, it's 37. Really? Yeah. So she's, I don't think either of you guys are great with numbers. She <laughs> also just added eight years. So who knows is my point. Yeah, I heard 32nd. We're burying the lead, Teresa. Okay. okay we're burying the lead. Well, if anyone's good with numbers between you, me and Ella, it's me. That's true. <laughs> Let's talk about the real bombshell here. Okay. She's talking to Johnny. And she goes, physical attention. You know, I need physical attention. When we were going back and forth on our plans, I called over a friend. And I talked to him. And I cuddled him. <laughs> he cuddled me. <laughs> and we ended up having sex. Well, this is not the biggest bombshell. It's a bombshell. But the biggest bombshell is that... Johnny isn't upset. He doesn't really care. He doesn't really care. And he still wants to be in the relationship. He's like, I'll be there in seven months. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What? Did you hear what she, she just told you that she not even cuddled someone else, which is very intimate already. Mm. She also banged someone else. He explains it away though, saying, you know, I couldn't give her what she needed and I kept making her wait. So he kind of understands it. Buy her a vibrator G. Right. Right. Here's Seriously. here's my issue. I mean, obviously the issue is that she banged another guy. I don't really think they're Johnny and Ellen are in that real of a relationship though, so whatever. My issue is she tried to get him to commit to going to Dubai mm-hmm. before telling him that she banged mm-hmm. another guy. It should have been oh, yeah. Hey, I messed up. I had sex and Johnny would have hopefully said, it's fine. You know, I kept leading you on, blah, blah, blah. And then she would have said, okay, how about Dubai? Instead of, you want to go to Dubai? Hopefully he said yes. And then she'd go, okay, by the way, I had sex with the guy. It was, her order was very messed up. And also, and this crossed my mind that she first asked him about Dubai. Obviously he says no. And she gets upset because it's like, oh, I dare you because of some COVID, Mm -hmm. because of the COVID, right? So. And some people are like this, unfortunately. When they feel hurt, they want to hurt you back. Oh, yeah. And I almost feel like, all right, did she have sex with someone or did she invite a friend over? Maybe they freaking hugged. But she's like, you know what? Like, I'm just I'm just going to give it back to Johnny and, and see what he's up to. Maybe. Right? Because if you, listen, if you love someone and you were trying they to get They don't love him, each other. They've never met each other. No, but this is what they say. So let's let's go okay. by that. They love each if other. If you're trying to get someone to the U.S. or meet them in Dubai, right? And she didn't know if he's going to meet her in Dubai. She was thinking she she's going, right? 
why would you bang someone else? Like right before the trip. Yeah, people make mistakes. It was, it was a big mistake. She's horny. Way too horny. Very horny. She's got a vibrator. Gee. Yeah. Um, okay. So basically, long story short, Johnny didn't care that she banged another guy and more or less proposes to her. Says, He's like, send me a ring size. I'm going to get you a diamond yeah. and bring it in seven months. <laughs> if you told me you banged another guy, that'd be the last thing I would be asking for is your finger size to get you a diamond <laughs> ring. But all right, crazier things have happened. And Ella's just like, you know, I just, it'd just be better if you were here. You know, forget the ring. I want you here. And Johnny says February. Yeah, Ella, it's the COVID. Yeah, it's the COVID. So because of the COVID, he cannot even come until November, which he didn't know at the moment. Yeah. So they hang up. Ella goes, even though he didn't say it, I can see he was really hurt. He was yeah, really he hurt. looked so hurt. And he goes, I, she goes, I didn't mean to have sex. I've never had sex without meaning to have sex. Let me just say that. Usually it's pretty intentional. Mm -hmm. But she didn't mean to have it. But the physical touch is so important. She goes, I just need my person and he's my person. So I think I have to wait. She couldn't oh. wait to have sex for her person, but she's yeah. Gonna, oh no, she's, she's the wait. worst. So she says, <laughs> "I'll give it another chance," and let's see. Yeah, she didn't. I mean, Johnny should have been a little stricter with her. Yeah, I mean, that's how you react. Don't yeah. expect her not to go cuddle another guy He's next like, week. He's oh, like, "Oh, you banged another guy." Mm. Um, okay. what's your what's your ring size? <laughs> so I can get you the diamond, the it's big diamond. It's crazy. Out of control. All right. That's the episode. What an episode. Woo, hope you guys enjoyed. We love talking about it. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. It's a good time over there. Make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash your like it's as hot as John's birthday week. Woo, happy birthday to me. <laughs> um, we got some merch. Not that I need you to buy it for me for my birthday because I already own all of it. And I will <laughs> wear it and drink out of it all the time. But if you'd like to treat yourself, get yourself a gift. Go for it. MarriedRealityPodcast.com. There's a button for the store. There's all sorts of cool stuff up there. And thank you again for the reviews. Honestly, it makes our day. It makes the podcast. We we just love when we see a new review come in. So thank you to Cut the Rope Fan. Thank you. One of the sweetest reviews. And so happy I could read it on my birthday. So thank you again for sending that in. Cut the Rope Fan. Um, <laughs> what a name. All right. I have said it all. Have you said it all? I have said it all. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.